This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's day 12 in the unhackable moms of addicted loved ones. And today we're talking about discovering your, your hope. Informed optimism doesn't mean you only look at the bright side. It means you don't overlook the bright side. If you won't see possibility, you can't solve problems. If you can't imagine a best case, you don't make things better. The greatest antidote to fear is grounded hope. Adam Grant shared that. So there is a whole part of my journey that is about hope because when things were really, really bad, I couldn't see a way out. I thought my husband and I would never make it to to retire again. I didn't think we would ever be able to be intimate in our house again. Like we just had no privacy because we were raising grandkids. Our son and daughter-in-law were so, so sick. I couldn't see a way out of it. And Dave and I were angry and frustrated, oftentimes not very nice to each other. And um, one day, and by the way, Lucretia's here. Hi, we're Lucretia. (laughs) Um, One day I said to my husband, okay, new mindset. What is our greatest hope? What do we want? What is our prize? And he just looks at me like he rolls his eyes, you know, and what do you mean? I said, well, what do we want? What do we need? What is our hope? What are we praying for? And, um, you know, I got his attention when I said something like, well, wouldn't you have, wouldn't you like to have more like intimacy with me? You know, and he's like, oh yeah, he was motivated. Well, what how do we get there? Right. So I said, we need to start praying that Ryan and Gallica go into recovery, that um, they take this seriously, that we become a team with them to help them feel like we're on their side, right? We have to eliminate the shame in their lives. We need to learn and study about addiction because there's got to be a way out of this because we got to get our lives back. This is important, not only for us, but our grand girls, like they wanted us to adopt them. They wanted us to never let them go back. And, and I knew my role was not their parent. My role was to keep them safe until their parents were well again, but I couldn't convince any, anybody of that. And I couldn't convince myself most days, So now I was trying to convince Dave. So what is your hope? So what did you, when things were really bad for you, Lucretia, what was your hope? What were you hoping was going to happen to 
your family and Joshua? Well, like you, you did not want to settle. You didn't want things to stay that same way. You wanted more for yourself and Dave. And I wanted more for me and, and Jeff because we, there never was a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, empty nest, you know, for us. So, but we were striving toward that, you know, there might've been little glimpses of it here and yeah. there. And, um, you know, they had uh, moved back in and uh, we were raising, you know, grandchild again. And I did not want to do that. Um, so our hope was that they would get well and move out again, you know, and raise their child. And that did not happen. It just kept going, you know, but my prayer was that God would intervene and that we would know what our next step was and how to do that and how to intervene. And it ended up, we had to intervene for um, our grandchild, you know, to take care of him, to have custody of him um, because they were not taking the steps for recovery. No. Oh. But we had to keep that child in mind. It, it was all about him. And safety, right. And yeah. To, to save that child. Um, and we were just, you know, convinced that, okay, we're, we're going to be raising our grandchild, you know, and yeah. then uh, my daughter and her husband stepped up and said, I mean, we did not ask them, but they said, we love him. We want him. We want to adopt him. And then I had to wrap my mind around letting him go. daughter, you know, adopting raising your son's kid. and raising yeah. my son's child. Know, right. Yeah, that's just sort of wild. But anyway, uh, and then we went through all the process of that. Uh, and that just took some time. And was Joshua okay with that? Did, did you ask time, him? At this time, he um, had actually processed to prison. Okay, and, so um, while he was in prison, he gave up his rights? Yes. Yes. And there had to be paperwork signed and all that. But him and his sister had to have a talk. And yeah. that was a hard, hard talk. But he was mature enough and clear enough, clear-headed enough to know that um, he had a long journey ahead of him. And he was not going to be able to take care of him. And baby mama couldn't either because she was right. on her own journey. And so um, I think he, he was thankful, number one, that uh, Jeff and I could still be part of that raising uh, because of just who we are and how we, you know, love kids right. and our family, but that his sister um, and her husband wanted to take on that role and love him and raise him as their own. So, yeah, he had to come to that realization that he was going to be uncle, right? And that if he wanted to be in his life, that he was going to have to be sober and, you know, right. But that he could yeah. go on his journey, but, but be uncle in this situation. And it is just amazing how, you know, we've given that to God and how he has healed hurts and relationship and, and their relationship. They have always been close but seeing them as adults and as brother and sister and him thanking her for 
taking care wow. of him. It, it is just Amazing. something I never imagined. And back then, I mean, you were hopeful that he was going to, one, make it to get out of prison and then find a way to stay um, healthy right. and find a job. And here he's done all of that, found a found a wife, has a, has another child, and he has a good relationship with his sister and his son and can see, can see him. So your hopes came true too. Well, one of the things um, I do, I I don't know, I, I don't know if I did this in another one of our podcasts, but I tell people, look around your room right now and count how many red things you see, right? How many red things do you see? Just count them up really, really quick, right? And then write that number down. And then without looking in your room, tell me how many green things are in your room? Yeah. Do you remember, right? And the, the whole idea of that is we see what we're looking for. You what don't you remember. Yeah. yeah, what you focus on. What you focus on, right? And so once we had a plan, a hope plan, like this is, this is the best that we can, you know, that we can want or that can happen, we started noticing little baby steps that were leading in that direction. And when doors would open, we would, we would actually realize, oh my goodness, this is coming from God. Like this is a God wink, a God this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we started seeing more light. It was like, you know, being in a dark closet and then somebody kept shining a little bit more light all the time. But, um, so in this day, pay attention to the hope cycle, because here's the thing. I don't, I don't want moms or anybody um, listening to this right now. I don't want them to think that, well, just because you hope it, it's going to happen, right? No, because our hope will come up and down and um, things will happen. And maybe like, oh my goodness, six months after Ryan was in recovery and his wife and they were doing well, and he was working for the recovery home. I got a call from his counselor and he said he tested positive for fentanyl. We had to fire him and I couldn't breathe. I was like, what, what, like, how does this happen? And so my hope diminished again. Right. And so, um, it, it is like that it's cyclical and they, they might have reoccurrences. Right. And so it's kind of like when they're in cancer and they get into remission, right? Okay. They're in recovery. And oh, something happened, their levels are high again, like they have a reoccurrence and they've got to get back into, you know, their therapy or whatever it was that was working before. We can't give up hope. So pay attention to the hope cycle. It's in here. It's just something that I created. And it's kind of this loop, you know, if this, then that. Mm -hmm. And so if you have hope, then yes, then keep finding. And then if you lose hope, go out and find your hope builder or hope person. Like we did last day in chapter or day 11, we, we intentionally found those hope builders in our life um, and, and seek them out so that then you can rekindle your hope, but it's okay to stay in that place for a while and grieve. Oh my goodness. I grieved. I cried when Ryan was, positive for fentanyl. I thought he'll never get well. Right. And he did, but in the moment, you know, it's okay to be sour, sorrowful and grief, full, full of grief because 
it's just a natural, normal emotion. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe you could share some thoughts about what you thought here, um, Lucretia, you share at the end of this day, how I will look for hope to achieve my boon in these four ways. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I was just very concise in that. And number one is uh, ask and seek God for direction, clarity, and wisdom. Uh, so sometimes I think when, when your hope is going up and down and up and down, it's okay to sit in it. It's okay to grieve, like you said. It's, it's okay to share with someone that you trust, a truth teller, um, and just say, look, I, I, I need to vent for a minute. I don't need any advice or anything. I just need to vent and just throw up all over you because of this and this and this and this. Yeah. Okay. So it takes a special person to, to take that, you know, and just rattle off. Um, but then, you know, come back down and pray and ask God for that clarity and direction and wisdom. Um, and sometimes he, he tells you what to do through his word, through circumstance, through another person, through, you know, just uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Um, and then number two, ask prayer partners and truth tellers to diligently pray with me about, you know, what's happening in my life or uh, my goals, my boon. Um, you need to be careful about just asking anybody to pray for you. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you, you know, but someone that truly uh, is in your life to pray for you and that cares for you. Uh, that means a lot because you're praying too, but, you know, he tells us where, where two or more are gathered, mm. you know. Um, okay. Number three, take steps that will empower me to learn. Okay. What steps take the next right step. You hear me say that all the time. You know, what can I do? What can I not do? But just take those steps to, uh, give me that power uh, learn all that I can about addiction or learn all I can about recovery, whatever the subject is there, get wisdom, get that knowledge, because that will help you and empower you to take your next steps. Uh, number four is take classes or courses uh, to grow in that, you know, just find out all that you can uh, to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great steps. Um, and and four steps that you can apply to a lot of different things in your life, like to your boon. So your boon is, you know, what you're reaching for. And in this case, Lucretia's been um, learning more about how to how to be present for the moms in our support groups. She's um, doing things intentionally, learning how to use her Mac a little better so she can um, do this crazy social media and come into um, live for uh, videos and so on. So, um, and you know, it's, it's new, it's different and um, it's scary because we don't understand it, but in also looking at these steps, you can apply it to hope, right? So I started watching Ted talks on addiction um, these are the innovators. These are the creative people who are in, um, in our world and they want to share what's going on in, in something they have created. Like, so for me, um, you know, my TEDx talks are about some of the things that I've created in the group, but, um, 
just Google TEDx talks on addiction and you'll just get a list of them and you can gain a wealth of knowledge about things that you didn't even know. Well, you might say, well, how's that going to bring me hope? Well, when you hear some of these speakers speak, they have been where your sons and daughters are and they've overcome it and um, they'll, they'll share what worked and what didn't work. And I think one of the biggest, biggest things we can do is let go of shaming and shooting, S-H-O-U-L-D, shooting our kids, because that never works. Like, you know, I'm so ashamed of you. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. And instead, just be an active listener and nothing more. Like, you know, and just, you know, just listen without trying to fix, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. But in this day, in this, um, we want you to discover your hope. And where is that? And write it down, write out right now, what you are hoping for, what is the best case scenario. And I don't care if it feels so far fetched, you're going to write it down anyway. So you can see it, believe it, and achieve it. Any any final words, Lucretia? Um, it would just be to, um, you know, we say hope, uh, dream, um, you know, and you're asking moms to write down what they want for their child. And, and that's good. You know, as mothers, we, we want so much for our children and we grieve for what should have been, what could be, all that, but just write it out in journal, journal. I always say, write things down and journal your days, journal, you know, uh, your relationships. It helps to just uh, free it up in your mind and in your heart. And um, one of uh, the quotes that I said here at the end of the chapter or the end of this day here is um, one of my hope heroes. Uh, I started listening to him earlier early on. You may not even know who he is, but it's Zig Ziglar. Oh, sure. Uh, his positive attitude about everything. And I just, that helps me is to try to have a positive attitude uh, about life. Um, but his quote is, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help other people get what they want. Yeah. You know, and if you're helping someone else, then that sort of takes the, the focus and the pressure off of you and your problems. You know, yeah. but you might gain some some good information, you know, if you're helping someone else. And and that's why we go through life and and experience the things that we experience so that we can encourage and help other people. And, and I think that's where but but see, that's where moms get stuck too. They mm -hmm. think, well, I need to help my child. So I'll give them the new um car or the new tires to get to work because he has to you know I'll give him this and this and that so that he can be successful but that's also where we have to think no I'm going to give him help the kind of help that he can help himself mm -hmm. and that's just encouragement and listening and thinking always let the person take the responsibility for their actions. I'm glad you said that because, you know, when we take that on, we think that we're helping, but we're enabling them. And that tells them that they can't do it. Right. It right. stretches their right. self-esteem. 
Christine. Yeah, let mommy do it for you. I've done it for you all your life and you don't know how to do this. And that just sort of tears them down. So, so understanding where they're coming from and their thoughts, you know, um, that's, that's a, it's a switch for a lot of moms. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. So we can talk about hope. Um, Next day is day 13. This starts a whole nother part of the book called deliberate mom focus. So we're going to be talking about focusing on you moms and um, day 13 is urgency, creating your space. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks for, um, popping in here. We hope that you are encouraged and motivated to keep positive in your journey. God bless. Bye.